You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Hi everyone, Annie here for Showreel. On this program, we look into the work of Australian filmmakers and people engaged in the creation of the moving image. Last week, I mentioned a locally produced film, avant-garde in intention and profound in result. It is a collaboration between filmmaker Sadine Selkik and the incomparable John Flaus called The Last Days of Loneliness. I followed up and this is the conversation we had, a particularly enjoyable experience, I must say, given our present lockdown. Enjoy. So I, I had a look at uh, the last uh, days of loneliness and uh, there were so many things to think about. So first off, let's start with how you two got to collaborate on making this film. Well, it's all, uh, it's a Sodin's creation. I mean, I, I just came in and, you know, behaved like myself for a while, but it's Sodin's uh, concept and and creative energy. It's It's his show, not mine. Uh, I hope you, none of you will mind if I lie down a bit. I've had a long day. Uh, you know how to do that, do you? Yeah, right on. <laughs> My goodness, I've had a, such a such a tiring day. Um, well, any first, uh, firstly, thank you, um, thank you for um, for inviting us to your show. Um, uh, yes, you know, inevitably one starts repeating oneself after a, a certain number of interviews. But as I said before, it's a it's a sign of some sort of, sort of truthfulness to to what one is saying. Um, John uh, and I uh, have known each other for for a while, and uh, this being my sixteenth film, the film was about. Um, alienation, loneliness, and and the need for for human connection. And at this time of his life, John was John was the only person who could um, be in this film. Of course, uh, we haven't talked about cinema before you and I. And he, I um, attempt to eliminate all kinds of representation and and and, and um, banalization of being um, in cinema that modern uh, that, that that mainstream cinema is. Uh, founded on um, on 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 banalizing breath um, and and representation and all that. So John was being himself, of course, and that was the only way uh, this was going to be right and possible. So um, yeah, um, it's very delicate for me to have other people in my cinema. I've made sixteen films, and only other pe- that appears in my cinema is my daughter. In in in, in three of my films, John knows that. Uh, and John is pretty much the second second person who appears. So it took a lot of trust and and, and love and and, and 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 friendship for that to happen. And uh, yeah, so it wasn't. Yeah. 
So it, it's actually like poetry. Uh, it's it's a piece of poetry, isn't it? Thank you. Thank it you. Is. Yes. You said there's something that was quite beautiful before we started recording earlier and you said there was it was awe inspiring i think you said <laughs> and i wanted to ask you but i wanted to interview in this show about the film you know if, if we could turn around the tables and if i could interview you a little bit about it um yeah, my reaction what, yeah, yeah 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 because uh, there, there were a couple of things uh i i watched it but i i watched it on the computer so I then began to imagine what it would be like to see it on a big screen because one of the things that's so fantastic about it is the clarity of the images. And I was going to ask you, did you film it on film as opposed to digital? Oh, thank you very much. No, it was filmed uh, in digital. Yeah, it was ah, filmed in digital. fascinating. Di yeah, because <laughs> the um, it's black and white, but uh, there's elements to it uh, about um, personal. It, it, the young man, younger man, um, is often blurred with the exterior world, very, very sharp, very sharp, like filigree. Yeah. And uh, the opposite is the way the older man is, John, uh, where he is in um is clear clear very sharp mm. while the exterior is blurred and so it's a very wonderful way of describing getting older because there's <laughs> it's very difficult to actually explain to younger people what that transition is yes yes mm. Mm. that's an interesting observation and yeah uh, yeah well, yeah, it was uh, the the part where where the John's first segment is introduced is um, is one of my favorite bits of any cinema, you know, mine or anybody's else's. Uh, I don't know what you thought of that, either of you, about uh, you know the the, the, the symbolics of the the autumn leaves and and they slowly just becoming John's face and a symbol of fire. Um, but it's quite, um, I think that there are different aspects to this film. And as I said this before, there are seven movements in this film. And each of the movements, in a way, is is is, is a different style of cinema, almost. So uh, there are aspects of this film that are, that are thriller. There's a thriller, you know, because at the end, um, you, I sort of, sort of wonder, where, is it that I have come to, to get John, you know, um, and, and, and all that stuff. So um, there are... And, and each of those movements is, 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 is yeah, is, is a different cinematic language. Well, yeah, yeah because uh, I don't know if it's the correct uh, uh, musical term, but it's like the, it's like sonatas. There's a whole. Uh, uh, I mean, I was really interested too in the overlay of your Europeanness and the Australianness. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's reflected in the music, but also your past experience. When the first bombs happened, I almost jumped off my chair. <laughs> great. Great, great. Well, that's what uh, was intended, I suppose, in some way. But more than that, it was, it was to, you know, reach into the psychological ongoing um, feeling of um, that, that exists, you know, around... Um, around the younger man, I suppose, and, and, and around human beings, uh, specifically for his specific experience that 
it's always constantly present you know because mm. um, so, that's yeah. what you do you actually are searching i presume for a visualization and a sensorial uh creation to transfer the emotional state in film. my goodness that was a pretty pretty beautiful sentence uh, don't you think john uh that was uh, uh we're, we're talking of some kind of um uh, intellectual i think <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's poetry you see that's the beauty of poetry right thank you, um, thank you annie i i think well it would be foolish of me to say anything but that, that you're right <laughs> um i suppose um yeah that, that that does sum it up because um cinema um is is a visual um medium but only um at, at a first glance you know um uh the visual um becomes the carrier of the of the substance of cinema uh, of the humanity in cinema and that's why it's so important that we eliminate the representation in cinema where a couple of people who have never seen each other get together and uh, for a day pretend you know pretend to be able to pretend to be someone yeah. else you know, because some guy Stanislavski in the 20th century blindly um, <laughs> uh, said so and initiated uh, you know the many the many problems that that uh, fact um, uh, creates for me uh, that nonchalance with which they they banalize that the, the one's breath is is one of the ongoing sources of evil in society where people um, start looking outside and everybody as I said it's all charlatanized you know the, the whole aspect of representation in cinema it's, it's all charlatanized so we, I'm, I'm trying I've I've tried for in each of my sixteen films till now to to um, Eliminate it completely and to humanize it, make it uh, intimize uh, it in every aspect of it and from every point of view. Um, and also, of course, then there are other carriers of the, 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 the visual of cinema carries, it's a, you know, the, the sound, the rhythm, the, the compos composition itself, the energy, the structure. Uh, well, and, all and, that. And, and importantly, the, what duration is tolerated for the viewer to uh, uh, having first taken in? Uh, all of those uh, sensuous messages and so on, but to meditate upon what the viewer has seen and heard. Um, and and that's a style that's maybe introduced at the time of shooting, but it's usually, it, on the few films that do it, it's um, uh, made formal in the editing process. Uh, mm. That that, that it, for many motion pictures uh, productions, from short things running for 10 minutes and long ones running for a couple of hours, uh, for many of them, if they're working in the um, uh, in the international industry, uh, they they don't create the possibility of an audience being able to meditate upon what they're seeing. To, to, yours do. Yes. Yours do. To look inside themselves, you mean, John? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you certainly do that. And um, there's uh, two quite extraordinary uh, points in the film. The conversation on the telephone is ah. just so lyrical. It's quite quite a fabulous. Thank you, Annie. Thank you. <laughs> yes, look, and, and, and it was it's really kind of exciting. Um, it, it was exciting to take the film from one movement to the other and and 
and to jump into the completely different cinematic language, rhythm and style and um, telling, telling the narrative, narrative story. So that was one of the, the aspects of, of the, you know, the, the films that were really, really interesting. And the conversation part was, was really important for, for many ways for the film itself, but also for John's uh, and my friendship, you know, because mm-hmm. as we said in one of the, previous interviews of course none of that uh, almost none of that was written of course we were we were um uh, talking uh and only the only thing written in, in that was uh, i haven't been to disco in 60 years you know and yeah. so kind of everything around it was uh, what what did you see it did you say uh we're going to use this sentence in this conversation yeah, basically, basically, that was the only thing that that I that I I, I think I said to John, and um, and uh, then we we had to give ourselves the, yeah, that's one of the things to achieve these things that I'm aiming in the cinema. You have to you know give yourself the the, the chance to to reach some sort of truth um, uh, within any and every aspect of uh, the, of the film at, at any point of it, and. The conversation to reach that in this conversation was to to talk as we do uh, as, as as friends and as 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 we have many times. So. I'll have to say, John, um, you won't remember me, but I uh, met you when you were doing stuff at uh, three Triple uh, R because I used to I work oh. at Triple R a long time ago. But you know, I'm one of the many people yeah. that you probably won't remember. But um, well, I can't. And and Annie, I've got to uh, add to that. I've been diagnosed as of a couple of years ago now with Alzheimer's disease. I forget quite a few uh, people and events and places and experiences. I've even forgotten some of the productions I've acted in. They've <laughs> gone from my memory. So uh, please, there's nothing personal about it. Oh, I no, no, you. that's okay. That's not a... Um, I, I almost make a career of being the person people forget. So don't you oh, worry. Oh, really? Um, oh, yeah. I, I come from a very large family from Warrnambool and, <laughs> uh, and I'm the person that nobody remembers when I go back there, which is I think I actually practised it as a child. So I'm not, I'm not actually overwhelmingly um, offended. It's more that uh, it was really lovely to be able to hear you talk because you have a fabulous way of talking. I love your way of talking and the way your oh, mind good. works. You. Great. Good. Oh, thanks. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think he's already turned it on, Annie, for this radio. You know, the radio voice is back on. It's a good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, the great, oh, the great world of radio. It's fantastic. The whole Seductive aspect to it uh, is is quite interesting, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, no, no, it's great. You because the, the the point is that you have a converse, you understand how to have a conversation, so that mm. when uh, Sadiq says something, you then tip it like a a, um, a cricket bat. You tip tip the ball in a particular direction. All right. So no, the I'm... next thing, the next yeah. thing I wanted to say was the um, embracing sequence was yeah. just extraordinary and whatever <laughs> you did with the uh, film that made it move up where everything started to uh, break out, you know, the hand, everything started to break apart. It was just quite amazing. Thank you, Annie. Thank you. Um, uh, yes, that was a very, uh, I don't know, maybe John, uh, uh, but uh, 
that was a that was a, one of the bravest parts of the film. It was almost a almost a silent film in a way, you know. And there was for yeah. me there was the only, the only way to have the 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 the, the two people meet in, in in a sort of a cinematic ballet kind of composition. Mm. Uh, mm. Felt to me like the only worthy worthy thing and worthy way to 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 show that two humans embracing and meeting, you know. So, but thank you. Yeah. Uh, yes. How did you do it? What's the technique? Uh, uh, with the uh, what do they say? With the, how did you do this? With the with, with the, how did you draw that? With the pencil, you know. Um, well, it's a. Uh, well, how do you do anything? It's it's very interesting. How do you make a decision to do it that way? How uh, any of that? I mean, I, I do have to give myself some credit, but I suppose <laughs> some, of those, some of those things are almost not cognitive achievements, as I said earlier about things. Um, they are, you know, they are, there is an aspect of magic to it, you know, and it's. And it's almost hard to talk about, really. You know? Well, um, it, well, that was actually one of the things I was going to ask you because it is very um, the way it's been made. Uh, I, I mean, you know, films generally speaking have a practical aspect to them, right? And um, a lot of what you've achieved. Did, what was the planning process? Did you have a plan or an idea? Did that? Uh, well, uh, well, you see, when, when you did the telephone call, right, when you did the telephone call, I'm thinking from a filmic point of view, how did you get the shots? Or did you do both film filming of both people at the same time? Yeah, yes, we did. We did. It was a live conversation, yeah, filmed live, yeah. Because otherwise it wouldn't have worked. No, no, it wouldn't have had the same... Same magic, of course, it wouldn't have. Well, the, the whole aspect of uh, I'm going to get onto another cinematic rant, but I, but I have to. Uh, everything has to be re-examined. The, the, the style of making, they're still sitting down writing scripts, you know, uh, and and work that way, which introduces the aspect of fascism in in the art itself. When you when you draw up a line and then you go, I'm going to follow this line, you instantly introduce. Uh, an aspect of fascism within this uh, so-called then creative process, which which becomes a, a, anything but art. Uh, with that, one of the reasons for it, uh, you know, you have to have, um, you know, you have to have, you have to be evolving uh, everything uh, in, in the uh, in the creative process. Uh, but uh, yes, you know, film was film was pretty much uh, written and visualized. And as I said earlier, and John knows this, everything in that film I filmed. Uh, the film was filmed in one day, especially John's John's part in Castle Maine, because I was able to film everything in uh, in a storyboard way. Every shot was 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 seen and and filmed as it was going to be in the film. You know, in my mind. So. Um, that's why we had, you know, the ability to do it to do it quickly. Secondly, I didn't want to. I was quite wary of John's energy, and, and uh, uh, you know, we wanted to make sure that everybody is, is is comfortable and and happy. And I think that was a, one of the happiest days we've had together, John. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, how? I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I would like to, uh, John to talk about a bit more. Uh, you know about. About his experience of my films, and uh, and because John is one of the you know pioneering 
um, foundational stones of, of um, cinema theory in this country, you know, uh, and practice. So uh, it was important for me uh, to to what John felt uh, about my films, and uh, I think that trust developed to the point where he had to be in my cinema. You know, it was yes. it was a yes. journey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I uh, it, it did not work with you, Sadin, as I do in most films, knowing what the the plan was that is for, for the intended development and final uh, condition of the of the of the product, uh, and almost all the films I've worked on, uh, whether they were narrative dramas, simple narratives, or whether there was something more sophisticated about them. There's uh, almost always been a sense of my understanding of the growth and production, uh, the growth and and the the final maturity of the creation. But when I work for you, no, I don't. I can entrust you and whatever your creativity is to go in whatever direction you choose and to uh, arrive at whatever is your satisfied final product uh, uh, so that uh, I'm not working with you as I do if I'm in a film which is uh, an adaption of a, uh, a literary classic or anything of that kind because yeah. those literary classics, um, they've, they've, they've already announced their conclusion and you don't have a license to change it if it's a literary classic. But when you're doing what you're doing, which is exploring the, the, the world you live in and the medium that you're using to, to explore it. it. It is itself the exploration. The medium itself becomes a subject of exploration as well as a, a means of exploration. Uh, and uh, so I'm, I'm happy to be there, to be present and to contribute whatever you from time to time feel you need from me. I'm happy to do that. It's just great. Thank you, John. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. I don't think I've said thank you before um, this many times since uh, since, <laughs> since I went shopping today. <laughs> <laughs> Were you happy with the film? Uh, My that me? Or Sidon, that, that question. Sidon, were you happy? I was extremely happy. We had an amazing screen. Well, look, the, the, you have to be happy with the film, you know. Uh, if you're not happy, then then the the, the point is lost, uh, right? Um, uh, I'm more than happy. I'm I'm metaphysically uh, happy and enchanted by this film for many reasons. Firstly, for the cinematic achievement that it is and the reactions we've been getting. We've been, we had the screening on the big screen uh, to go back to what you mentioned uh, earlier, Annie. Yeah. Uh, in Castle, Maine, it was important for me to John, for John to see it. Um, and, um, and we had a metaphysical screening where people came and said, it's a masterpiece, it's fascinating, and so that. And it was incredible to see it on a big screen. It was a metaphysical, spiritual experience for me. Yeah. And, uh, yep. I'm quite uh, quite happy for that, but also for for it being the powerful document that it is of mine and John's friendship, you know, um, yes. which is another uh, you know crucial value of this film for me, you know. So yes, yes, 
I'm very happy. It's the films that make me happy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that I mm-hmm. make in, in that way, within that space of happiness. You know, and happiness is a is a broad subject. Um, and Which also, do you actually talk about in the film? <laughs> yes, we do. That's right. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> well, you seem to be a big fan of this film, Annie. I mean, um... oh, I watch with <laughs> attention. No, no. She's just some kind of critic. That's all. So, <laughs> <laughs> I watch with the I do watch people's work. What you know, it's a famous thing. You know, I used to do reviews, and uh, oh, I still do. But yeah. uh, I used to do theatre reviews, and uh, I always uh, held the view that if someone took the effort and stood up on stage, even if it was abysmal, they get a tick because they bothered to do it. <laughs> but that's not yeah. the case here, you see. Yeah, well, you see, I'd also have a different opinion. I, I'm, I'm, I'd rather that we eliminate the stage completely. You know, <laughs> really? That's interesting. Don't have to, don't have to expose ourselves to such uh, imposition of unnecessary uh, blindness. You know, the, yeah. Well, the whole point of theatre. Oh, let me get on this stage and I'll tell you what. You know, yeah. While, while on the other. On the outside of the door, there the clouds roam, the wind is blowing, and the sun's shining, and and there's no need for any kind of other entertainment. You know, it's quite offensive to be try to be entertained. You know, to, <laughs> I, 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 actually, COVID really educates you on that. The sound you spent a lot of time on the sound, which I appreciate, makes a really big difference to a film. Yeah, I had a had a had a um, the, the sound design is um, is quite important to my cinema. Um, yes. In general, as John knows, John has seen. Um, yes, and, the, and sound is an entire dimension of of, of the cinematic experience. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's right. And uh, so, thank you. And yes, it's uh, it, it, it's always an, you know a crucial part of of, of my films as the. Mm-hmm. Is the sound because cinema is just such a powerful medium, and uh, uh, as I said, uh, it, it carries it has an ability to carry so much, you know. So. Uh, and before we finish up, um, I'll, I'll have to say uh, that shot with your arms up in the black coat as you're mm-hmm. entering the house is just a killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, thank you, Annie. Uh, could you, uh, when we when we listen to this interview, I'm going to count every time I said thank you and uh, <laughs> write it down. Uh, it was beautiful, you know. For me, that was beautiful. It was an homage to to to, to the love, uh, uh, to the symbolic love of two humans, but but specifically, you know, my love um, uh, and the, the the love the friendship between John and I. You know, when his hands go up, it's one of my favorite parts in the film too. You know, when he opens that door. And his hands come up, uh, slowly start coming up, and, and, and the whole ballet, you know, silent film sequence uh, begins. Um, it's um, it just sort of, it was something I felt I wanted to give, you know, uh, not only to the world, but but also specifically, you know, to 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 John and myself as a some sort of uh, you know a document of uh, how it felt sometimes. I must say something of that. I must say thank you, Saidi. Oh, you. you're countering my thank you. Well, we'll, add that to this. <laughs> <laughs> well add that I'll to this. finish up with thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you too. Yeah, thank you. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks. 
That was Sadine Selkik and John Flaus talking about Sadine's film, The Last Days of Loneliness. Really worth seeing. Bye for now and keep safe. Talk to you next week. Listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.